Hello and welcome to Crafts with an Edge, the creative podcast that explores the edgier side of life. Hey friends, it's your host, Carolyn Edge, and as I mentioned in my last episode, I really had to take a break from the podcast for the most part for the month of December, just as a handmade seller dealing with holiday orders and just all the extra busyness that we're all dealing with this time of year, I just couldn't make the podcast happen. So I wanted to come on though and say hi, and I hope you had a wonderful holiday, and I'm doing a little bit of reflecting on the year and thinking about the year to come. Um, I normally don't get too nostalgic for New Year's. I kind of have this um, like defiant child kind of attitude towards holidays sometimes. Like I really hate Valentine's Day, for example, because I feel like why are you going to tell me to celebrate love once a year when flowers are three times as much and restaurants are all booked and there's all these expectations? Like I hate that. So when it comes to like the new year, I'm like, I don't want to make resolutions just because the calendar is turning over. I kind of want to look at it more like I can change my life anytime throughout the year and I don't have to do it just because it's New Year's. So I kind of get this little like childish defiance about it. But the the pandemic and everything this year, and the, the kind of dumpster fire year we've had has made me a little bit introspective. So I'm kind of looking back on the year and thinking about how it went for me, and I kind of just wanted to come on and share some thoughts and some reflections that would maybe um, help you to reflect and and wrap up and uh, put some closure on this year as well. Um, So I've got a few thoughts to share for myself, and then I kind of wanted to have a conversation with someone. I didn't want to just be talking to the void, so I'm going to bring on my partner Hayden here in a few minutes um, just to chat. Uh, about some some kind of things about how the year's been for us. Um, but for me, it's like I keep thinking about uh, A Tale of Two Cities. I keep thinking about that opening line. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. And as I'm thinking about it, I'm, I'm kind of curious because, you know, that book was about um, the period just before the French Revolution. And with the current climate in our country, I'm almost curious to revisit that book. Um, but I, I feel like that's how my year's been. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. I feel like I don't even need to necessarily mention all the bad things. I think you know them. I don't know that I have anything new to add there. Um, but there were so many times this year where I would look at someone and I'd go, do you remember how we had a whole damn impeachment this year? And it, like, did it not seem years ago? Like what? Remember how we almost started this year? Getting into World War III because Trump uh, just ordered that drone strike without approval to that uh, Iranian general, I think it was. Oh my gosh, like all that stuff just seems like ages ago and, and almost like it wasn't even in this year, right? It's just been such a year that I, I've kind of tried to document some things for myself just because I feel like this is going to be one of those years that we look back and people have a lot of questions, you know, what was 2020 like for you and things like that, um, for our grandchildren and and all that. Um, for me, um, it's been a really interesting year, despite all the things that were going on with the pandemic and everything. You know, I started off this year in January. Well, I, I quit my job the day after Christmas (laughs) in 2019 and I kind of knew that was coming, but officially quit. 
the day after Christmas. And then I spent the month of January really looking for another job because I had started my craft business um, part-time in the fall, but it was nowhere near sustainable. And I was just looking for job after job. And honestly, they were like all sucking my soul or some that I was really interested in just weren't panning out. Um, And I kind of looked at my partner Hayden at the end of January and I kind of said, what if I didn't get another job? And what if I took all the energy that I would be putting into getting another job and I put that all into my art business and really tried to make that something. And he's so supportive. He looked at me and he said, I've been waiting for you to say that, (laughs) you know, he, he is self-employed and we both kind of have that desire to really work for ourselves and create a life on our own terms. And so, um, in February I started really ramping up and putting a lot of energy into different things. And I was doing things like, um, live craft shows here. And, um, I had one set up, I had a couple set up for South by Southwest, which is a huge music festival here. And it's like, everything came grinding to a halt that first and second week of March. And I even had, um, like the, one of my last memories of like a somewhat normal thing for me was a craft show that I went and did. Um, it was March 14th, which was supposed to be when South by Southwest was happening. And I specifically, as you know, booked it for that and South by canceled, but the craft show did not cancel. And I kind of like was not sure what I should do, whether it was even safe to go out. In hindsight, it's like we only had two cases in all of Austin at that time. It's a lot more uh, dangerous now. But I I went out, I did that craft show. I sold uh, $30 worth of product and the between the booth fee and then like I had to pay for parking downtown, I lost money with that gig. <laughs> but it was like kind of bizarre. We we did go out to dinner that night and it was like suddenly becoming a ghost town. Like I think they had just called off school like the day before. It was like everything was like just grinding to a halt. Um, and so all of that seems like a distant memory now. But um, for a minute there, it was like there was kind of some panic because I had really counted on in-person craft shows and things like that to be a significant part of my income. And then also as like suddenly there was uncertainty in the world, it's like online orders stopped for me as well as a lot of people were um, being furloughed from their jobs or just things were uncertain. Um, And so things for us were really uncertain for a little while too. Um, One thing I did not experience this year though is like the slowdown, the boredom of quarantine, um, of a lot of people who are like, oh my gosh, I was just so bored. And I watched all of Netflix and I had nothing to do. Um, I think that's just my personality style that I I always create work for myself or create things to do. So um, part of it was I was busy for a while um, looking for other income because I had also been doing other side gigs, getting contracted out to teach workshops, or um, I was even rideshare driving a little on the side to make ends meet and, you know, all that stopped. And this was before any kind of unemployment assistant or anything was coming in. So I was scrambling to look for like online tutoring jobs or something. And so I was putting a lot of energy into that. And then I was also making masks for people. Um, And in hindsight, it is like so crazy to me, the energy we had to put into getting um, personal protective equipment for people. Like this is one of my big takeaways from 2020 that I cannot... I will never forget that this year in the wake of a pandemic, our doctors and nurses and hospital staff were literally wearing trash bags 
And then when the Black Lives Matter protests started in May, our police around the country were equipped like military within hours. I will never forget that. And I think it says so much about our country and how people were protesting, saying, I can't breathe for having to wear a damn mask when those were George Floyd's last desperate words. To me, those things sum up 2020. The, the, just the cognitive dissonance of these people who've been protesting the lockdowns and the quarantine and all of that. And then just saying like, oh, the black community should just ask nicer to not get murdered by cops. This country, this year, man, between the pandemic, the Black Lives Matter movement, the fucking election. Oh my gosh. I don't have to tell you it's been a year. But like I said, for, for me personally, it was it was the best of times and it was the worst of times because after that initial panic and all of that, things really started to shift for me in May when I took Kathy's Made to Do This program. And in a lot of ways, 2020 has been surprisingly one of the best years personally for me. Just going through that program and something I wasn't expecting from that was all the mindset shifts, which I should have known because I know Kathy does a lot of mindset work. Um, But the program was not only about how to build a sustainable business, but it was about believing in myself. And a lot of the things that have shifted for myself this year have been moving from a scarcity mindset, a mindset of lack to one of abundance. And that's not just in money, but it's kind of in every aspect of my life. Um, that I am starting to really look at everything with like, what you know, what's behind this? Why am I holding on to this item? And it's like out of a a lack mindset of like, oh, I might need it later. And as opposed to an abundant mindset of like, I can get this thing later if I need to, and I can give it away freely now. So I'm giving freely with that abundance mindset. I feel like there's this like flow of energy. Um, Also through that program, I really made some incredible friendships and partnerships with literally people around the globe. I've had people from New Zealand in my paper quilling workshops. I've sent off commissions to Canada. I've got friends in Florida and Mexico and California and like you name it that were either partnering on projects or they are ordering artwork from me or we are just collaborating or communicating or building each other up. And it's so incredible because like, you know, at the beginning of this year, I kind of had been moving away from a lot of my community here in Austin. And part of that is kind of the nature of the city, like people just move out. And so my community was kind of at a lull. And then you bring in the pandemic and it's like, I was not able to see like any friends and I made new friends through this program Um, And my small group in particular, we have a group of six of us that we were randomly assigned in May and we still meet weekly and they are still one of the highlights of my week. Um, And they're they're just really incredible um, in getting to support and encourage and and hear from each other along each of our journeys. Um, I also made some new friends through like a virtual game night. That was fun. It was like I had one mutual friend who kind of pulled me into like it was her 
work crew that was getting together weekly for games. And I um, ended up jumping in on them with that. So um, that was one thing I did not expect in the pandemic when we had to social distance. I made some new friends virtually and that that was really cool. Obviously it's not the same as like, I'd love to get to see these people in person and hug people and all of that. Um, but in the wake of all of that, you know, when we can't do that, at least like, I think it's really important to focus on, um, the good things that have come out obviously with balance, because as you know, I've gone on soapboxes in my previous episodes about toxic positivity. So what I'm not suggesting here is that we whitewash the year or anything like that. But I think one of the lessons from 2020 is that like life is complex, right? We are complex beings. Like things can be really hard and really wonderful at the same time. It's like this year has been a shit show, but like there have been some good things that have come from it. And I think it's worth acknowledging those things and appreciating them. So these are some of the things that I'm thinking about and reflecting on as the year is winding down. I'm thinking about all of the the things that have been really tough and truly terrible this year, I think it's worth acknowledging those things and holding space for them and lighting a candle for them. Um, At the same time, I'm reflecting on some of the things that wouldn't have happened if 2020 were just any other year. I don't think I would have gone into my art business. I probably, or at least not full-time, I still would have been in this lack and scarcity and limited mindset around like, well, that's, I don't know if it's ever really going to be a full-time thing and I've got to work these side jobs to make ends meet. Um, But, you know, when things came to a halt and I didn't have those other sources of income, I kind of had to make it work. And so I kind of learned how to. And, you know, a huge part of that obviously was the Made to Do This program. And I, I absolutely would not have invested in that if it weren't for the way things had gone this year. Um, because I, I would have just been trucking on thinking I could do it. Um, other things were, other things that happened this year were like, I invested in coaching, personal coaching for myself, um, with someone in Colorado. And it's like, I never would have met that person if it weren't for 2020. And I also probably wouldn't have made the investment for myself. Um, also with kind of the way that we slowed down and paused, I, did a few more kind of personal development things. I went through the artist way this year, which was really cool. And just through like all these different coaching things and um, artist way and made to do this, I started developing a morning routine and a spiritual practice for myself where I meditate for five or 10 minutes every morning and I journal and things like that. And I've really made some investments in myself that I know I would not have if it weren't for this shit show of a year. So These are the things I'm reflecting on. I'm also, as it's winding down, I'm doing some deep reflection on things that I'm proud of. I'm like really just like hammering down a list. And even when I think I have it all listed out, all the things I'm proud of for the year, I'm digging deeper and just really listing that out. I'm doing the same things with gratitude. I think gratitude is a really important practice. So I'm I'm digging into those um, this year as well. Um, and I'm also making what I call a to done list. I kind of do this on a monthly basis, but I think it's so powerful for us to sit down and really truly list out all the things that we've done this year, um, including some things that we haven't done. Like some things on my to done list are things around like really taking time for myself and resting and relaxing and stopping. Um, so it really helps me to like list those things out and really just help me reflect on the year. Um, 
So I'd encourage you to do the same, whatever that looks like for you. So like I said, these are kind of my thoughts for the year. Um, But I want to bring on my partner, Hayden, just to kind of have a conversation with someone about how the year has gone um, and to go through a few more reflection questions. And I hope that I hope that it's fun and interesting. And if you want to reflect on these questions yourself, I invite you to do so. So here's Hayden. Hi, babe. Hey, babe. (laughs) How's your 2020 been? Uh, We made it. We made it to the end. We made it. Well, there's still one more day. So, you know. The jury's still out. That's true. <laughs> so yeah, like kind of overall, what was like your uh, summary of 2020? How did it go for you? Well, I started with some really high hopes, <laughs> uh, you know, both kind of personally and, and professionally. I did a open mic back in January mm-hmm. uh, that I thought was going to kickstart my music career. And uh, you were there, you were very supportive. And then all of that got shut down and uh, started a business, uh, had to pivot there. So uh, just a lot of uh, change, a lot of mm-hmm. having to adapt. So overall, I feel fortunate um, that I was able to kind of be agile this year and and not get not get too stuck. Uh, Maybe a couple months there in the summer where, uh, you know, I sat on the couch and and drank all the beer in Austin, but uh, I was just trying to keep the breweries afloat. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, other than that, I I think I'm finishing the year here pretty strong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Hayden is a uh, private practice therapist and he he had just gotten his own office in March and had what, like two weeks there? Yeah, about a week and a half. Yeah. Yeah. When it when it all shut down. But then like everything pivoted to Zoom and like that opened things up for us to be able to get this camper and live the mobile lifestyle working remotely from all over mm. the country. So like that's been one really big thing that's come out of this year for me that it's like if 2020 were any other year, like we'd still be just trucking along doing the same old thing, but like now we can because our businesses are remote, we got this camper and we're going to do that lifestyle starting in a few months. And so there have been like a few things that came out of the year that were like surprisingly good because of the way that the world changed. Can you think of any other examples of like things for you that actually turned out to be good because of the way the year was? Well, I think uh, kind of back to the the music there, I started... Uh doing some virtual open mics and uh which is basically just recording a a song and submitting it and it, it takes a I have to admit it takes a lot of the pressure off of uh of performing. I mm-hmm. certainly do miss performing live for people and uh the the boost of adrenaline and anxiety and excitement you get from that but um I think having the stakes lowered a little bit has helped me sort of dip my toe into the into the music world. Um and then I had a have a hit single out <laughs> such that it is uh that I wrote about the kind of the changing landscape here in Austin and uh definitely would not have written that without a lot of the things going on. It seemed to speak to a lot of people, got got shared pretty uh pretty virally and and so uh, that gave me a, a confidence boost to, you know, think I, I've um, 
Maybe I don't suck at the songwriting thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't suck at the music thing. You're pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. I needed to hear that. Today. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there have been some good things to come out of the year, but like besides the obvious, you know, the pandemic, the virus, the murder hornets, all those things, um, what have been some things, um, for you personally that got canceled or that you were not able to do this year or your beloved places that closed? Can we light a candle to those things? What, what has it been specifically for you? Oh man, it's been like everything so much of my uh my social life here in in town revolved around the music and the music venues and so many of those uh closed up and Mm -hmm. and um and some of them closed down for good i'm thinking about thread gills which was really kind of the the nail in the coffin for me to write uh write the song that i wrote uh when we're no longer weird go check it out if you haven't already but um, beyond the venues, the, the festivals, uh, I was really looking forward to Old Settlers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hear that's a great place to take a camper. Oh, yeah. If we uh, circle back to that. Maybe one day in the future. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then just the little things. I miss hugging people and mm-hmm. shaking hands. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm very extroverted and so much of my community here, I just are just people that I walked up to and started a conversation with. And yeah. uh, it's so hard to do that these days, even if you, you find yourself in a, a social setting. Um, uh, it's just you start to yell at people from, hi, nice to meet you. I'd invite you to join me, but, you mm-hmm. know, uh, I don't want to get you sick or get sick. So, um, yeah, all that combined has just been been a lot of a, a lot of little things for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's making me think of like Austin is such a like a, a small community, even though it's a big city. Like I would go everywhere I go to the grocery store, music festival, like you name it, I will run into someone I know. And like I haven't been uh, able to do that this year. And it's like actually made me kind of weird when I do go out in public because I think I'll see someone that I know that I recognize, <laughs> but I'm not sure because of the mask. And then I get like creepy around them, like trying to see if it's them because I want to say hi. But yeah, even just like running into people in public and saying hi. Yeah. You get real good at eyebrow acting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Austin is like one of those places that like the restaurant industry and the music industry and all those places are just like really volatile. Like, um, you know, we have a, a, a lot of places going out of business because Californian realtors come in and buy it both residential and commercial and it's just like everything one after the other is like constantly closing so the pandemic has really made a lot of that even harder and we've lost um it it, it may sound i totally want to recognize that like in perspective of um losing lives or, or losing businesses it's i'm not comparing the two things but it's just been kind of sad to like like some of the places that I would go, even when I would visit people here, like in 2005, like before I even moved here, those were like the places I would go mm-hmm. and they're gone now. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been a lot of that for me. It's been a lot of the music festival, all the festivals, music festivals and other art festivals. Um, we even have this kite festival that is just like the most sweet little innocent. I call it like the great British baking show of festivals because it is just like, pure innocence and joy and all these people in this huge park with downtown in the background flying kites 
from little kids with their little kites to these huge, really impressive kites. Um, so, you know, things like that and like South by Southwest. And that was one that got like canceled last second. So a lot of musicians were like out of a lot of their income for the year. Um, but we used to go around, we would usually see about 30 bands or so in the, the span of three or four days. Um, and then like East Austin East, tour. Yeah. Oh man, we started getting into that the last few years. Um, it's a, um, an art tour around, like all around the East side of Austin. Um, but not just visual art, they would have performance art. And like, <laughs> we went one year to this, a lot of it's like in people's houses. Mm. One year there was this guy who was like doing performance art where he, he said he was going to build a queen size mattress out of pancakes. <laughs> I don't know what that was. It was, it was definitely like a play on the human mind. Cause like you go in and it was, you could kind of hear the performance happening in another room, but they were like, we need you to sign this waiver. And then they were like, okay, take it over to this other person. And it was like, you were in there for like 45 minutes and it was just paperwork. They were sending you back and forth on various waivers. And then there was like, then they kicked you out and there was like no performance. <laughs> so weird shit like that. And we were like, what just happened? But, um, the paperwork was the performance it was it was about like what we will sign our lives away to without even like reading we had to take a personality test yeah <laughs> like all sorts of mm, things yeah so that was canceled this year and um i just had a realization too like there there was this play festival that i used to do it's called 1448 it was 14 new plays that were written directed rehearsed and performed in 48 hours and we would usually do that every fall and in the fall of 2019, they went ahead and made the decision because that was just a busy time of year. They were going to start doing it in January of 2021. And it just hit me like yesterday mm -hmm. that that won't be happening in January of 21. And um, because we're leaving Austin, I'm also starting to get hit with these waves of sadness that we missed out on a thing because of the pandemic, but also knowing that there's not going to be a next time. So there's some grief with those yeah. things too. Compound grief yeah i just started to think about bd riley's downtown yeah that was a big big hangout for me yeah but another good thing that's come out of this is that i finally started to grow my hair out yes i've always wanted to do that but it, it always gets this weird mid-length and uh, it gets awkward and looks stupid but uh, with everything shut down you know i think everyone's kind of rocking some new kind of weird hairstyles so uh, mm -hmm. i was able to get through the awkward phase um, I, like I say, it's been a year of growth, spiritually, personally, and for your hair and beard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, I've been embracing my curly hair and that's been kind of a new, new endeavor because I used to straighten it a lot and it's like, yeah, it's a good time to like experiment with those. And if you had bad hair days, I was like, well, most people aren't going to see you and you can turn off your camera on zoom. <laughs> I've, um, so I'm an introvert at heart, which some people find surprising. I, I identify as an outgoing introvert because I am, I can be like all outgoing at a party or on Zoom or, um, or I can speak in front of a crowd of hundreds of people and like, that's fine. But like where I kind of gain, um, my energy is by myself and I'm also like never bored with myself. I'm just always like, I don't know, I guess I can just like find something to do, but Hayden's very much an extrovert. So it's been a little bit of a different year for both of us. But you're way more interesting than me, so you know you can be alone with yourself, and I have to go find stimulation from oh. other people because I'm just not a whole lot going on up here. That's not true. 
<laughs> you just like you're so charming and you like other people to bring it out of you. I like to connect. I think at the end of the yeah. day, it comes down to, to wanting to connect. And, yeah. And that's what I've, I've been missing with uh, everything closed down. And Yeah. It's funny you say you uh, value connection. And it's not that I don't. But half the time, the reason I want to be alone is because I like myself better than other people. <laughs> that's fair. I like you better than most people, too. <laughs> but sometimes I don't want to be around people because I'm like, oh, they're annoying. I just want to be with myself. And that's when I leave. <laughs> it works okay, okay. Works until it doesn't. All right. Okay. So here's another question. So, um, you know, everyone's like, this year taught us to slow down or whatever. Like, what are the, the lessons that you think collectively, like as a culture, as a society, as a country, as a globe, like what should we, what do you think the lessons are that we should be taking away? Liquor to go. Okay. That's number one. <laughs> number one. Margaritas in a jug. Okay. Um, I had different thoughts, but okay. <laughs> well, uh, the, uh, the value of slowing down and mm-hmm. um, I think there's been a shift to, you know, using technology to our advantage mm-hmm. um, and less traffic yeah that was amazing (laughs) yeah for those few months there where everyone was working from home and Mm -hmm. you could just go out on 35 and go the speed limit it was uh amazing but you know less uh pollution oh Um, yeah i like forgot about that yeah you know those cars yeah pollute things and um i think we uh maybe more creativity i think Mm -hmm. people have done some pretty creative things with Mm -hmm. um you know not having normal outlets so um using the internet and and just getting outdoors and Mm -hmm. um i reconnected with some some people that uh you know from friends from grade school and high school who live all across the country and we started zooming together Mm -hmm. because there was nowhere else to go and then we kind of went you know we could have been doing this this whole time right (laughs) so uh there's some good good lessons to, um, I, th- I think maybe how to connect, uh, even when we are apart, mm-hmm. use it. Yeah. Like I started writing letters to my grandmother who's in a nursing home and they were actually one of the worst in the nation with an outbreak of COVID. I don't know how she survived. She's 93 now, I think. Um, 92 anyway. Um, and I was like, Oh, I could have been writing her letters all along. Cause she doesn't have a phone. Mm. Yeah. I think for me, like globally, or at least like as a country, one of the biggest things that I, I don't know how, like we haven't all agreed on this, but how healthcare is a human right and should not be tied to a job. Because like we saw a huge part of the nation lose their job and therefore lose their healthcare in the middle of a fucking pandemic when you need it the most. Right. So I don't know how we haven't come around to some terms with that like collectively as a nation mm. i think that's one of the biggest things we need to be taken away as the, in the u.s no i would agree with that i would yeah. maybe even put that ahead of liquor to go like maybe that, that is um how important <laughs> that is and yeah you know, and you and i were even talking about you know the universal basic income which mm-hmm. is you know ha- has shown up on my radar in, mm-hmm. in recent years and 
Um, yeah, can we, if we just imagine what, how, how different this would have been if people didn't have to put survival needs kind of against one another. Right. Yeah. Like the need to work and the need, you know, work to survive, but also distance to survive. And Yeah. That, you know, the countries that had been able to eradicate the virus or at least uh, kind of get it under control really had a collective sense of cooperation and they had actual substantial money from the government. Whereas like right now I feel like, I feel like we're like pawns in a, a divorced parents scheme where they're like playing us for this $600 or whatever. So anyway, fuck all that. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Well, I don't want to end on this like depressing note. I don't know. Um, do you have any like really funny stories of like Zoom faux pas? Oh, I'm sure I've got plenty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Without violating HIPAA? Yeah. Or... <laughs> Suffice it to say, I, I saw a few uh, family members, you know, walking around in a towel or mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And um, so, yeah, that has been a uh, they didn't cover that in grad school. Right. Just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Can I tell the story about the time you had to come get socks? Yes. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. So I think the um, for me, the closest thing I had to a Zoom faux pas was I was doing that. Um, involved me. It involved mm-hmm. you, yeah. Right. I was doing that Friday night game night that I mentioned, and um, we kind of have a interesting shared space in our home where um, we have like kind of a mixed-use room, craft studio, and Hayden's closet is in here. And it's, I a, was, it's a second bedroom. Second bedroom that, yeah, we, serves as a purpose for yeah, all the things, yeah. With no bed. So um, I was on video doing game night, and... Um, Hayden had been asleep on the couch and missed a text from a friend who wanted to go grab a beer. And this was like, I don't know, what do you think? Like September, October, it was like, we hadn't seen like anyone socially and things were just starting to open. And so they were going to go grab a a socially distant beer, but Hayden had been asleep and missed this person's text. And so when he woke up at like 9 PM or something and saw this text, and very groggily, he needed to come into the room to get socks from his closet. I didn't know any of this, but he just appeared around the door and on video Zoom with my friends. Like what I heard was, I just want sex. And it was like, <laughs> I was like, Hayden, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, can you not see that? Like, I'm, I'm like, I was like, uh, uh, you know, kind of gesturing to him, like I'm on video and they can see and hear you. And like, not right now. Like, what are you doing? Um, and then, um, next thing I see is one of the other people on zoom, just like cracking up at the video. And I see in the video behind me, Hayden, like army crawling on the floor to his closet. And I see him appear with socks and I'm like, Oh, you said socks. (laughs) I was wondering why you were being so mean to me. Yeah. Yeah, in the meantime, Hayden was like, why is she being such a bitch? She won't let me go get socks. Uh, Anyway, and we went and had a socially distanced beer with socks on Hayden's feet. Anyway, um, thanks for chatting with me, Hayden. I hope you all are having a wonderful end of the year as we wrap things up. And I will talk to you in the new year. 